0: Put our hands together as we bless the Lord.
1: i the Good morning and welcome to Church on the Rock. Right in our Bible reading, we've been reading the book of Exodus. And in 33, you know, Moses said, God, if you're not going to go with us, then don't let us go forward. How will people know that we're special? How will people know that we're called of you if your presence doesn't go with us? And God said, my presence will go with you. We know that in God's presence there is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I encourage you this morning to to dwell in that presence and receive that fullness of joy as you go into your week in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord. Hanging on every word.
0: Amen. Amen. It's all right to give him a hand clap right now. Give him some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you haven't been to church until you've been in his presence. And we have this opportunity to be in his presence. And that's a choice you make, even when. You're in the presence of god whether you're going to participate and actually join in the presence and there's peace in his presence we want to take a time right now to pray for people and you know, maybe there's something going on in your life and you haven't seen the answer to the prayer yet well have you come to the altar and pray have you agreed with somebody if two should agree as touching anything it'll be done have you had the elders anoint you with oil and pray the prayer of faith i mean i'd do everything i could You know, and especially in a corporate situation, when we're worshiping together, there's just something about that, that God just answers prayers. So our altar team's coming up right now. If you need prayer, anything, prayer for anything at all, and the Bible says, is there anything going on in your life? Then pray. Pray for anything and then that peace of God's going to come and it will guard your heart and mind. So we're praying for peace. I also want to pray one prayer corporately. You begin to come now if you're sick in your body, if you want somebody to agree with you. If you have a situation, you just need some peace or some wisdom. But let's the rest of us say a, a prayer for Eli Coates. It's a young, a little young boy that was in Little Rock in the hospital. They moved him to Houston, but the MRIs are not looking good and they're giving him a bad report. And as I prayed, the last service, a church member come up and said, the Lord spoke to her, gave her a word of wisdom that, first of all, this boy is still growing, and to pray for God to do a creative miracle. And, you know, I know God can do that because when our daughter was born premature, they said she wouldn't walk or talk. Here's the CAT scans. There's not enough gray matter in the brain. And you know what? Those, those CAT scans actually changed in two months, and God healed our daughter, so I know he can do that. And so let's pray that for Eli. Amen. Father, we pray for Eli. Lord, you send his, your word and healed them and delivered them from their, his destructions, Lord. By your stripes he was healed. And we're praying for a creative miracle in this little boy. Lord, he is created for a purpose. Lord, we pray for this family. Give him wisdom and grace and your peace. But Lord, we want to agree right now for a miracle for little Eli and all these people at the altar and even in our audience that are believing for something. God, one move from you and it changes everything. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name.
1: my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God
0: Slip your hands up all over the house as we make this declaration of the Lord. We declare your goodness, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your goodness.
1: We said, Lord, you are good.
0: good God we serve. Why don't you turn around, greet your neighbor, give them a high five, tell them a happy hour to see them in the house of the Lord. Lord,
1: you are good. You are Good. good.
2: Welcome to Church on the Rock. We are so glad you're here worshiping with us today.
3: In the back of the chair in front of you, we have a lot of information about our church.
2: Our inside look lets you know everything about who we are and what we believe in. Our ministry guide gives you plenty of ways to get connected through classes, small groups, and outreach opportunities.
3: If you're a first-time guest, please fill out the white card in the seat back in front of you, drop in the offering, or you can bring it across the hall to the Connect Room where you'll receive a free gift bag.
2: And don't forget about our coffee bar and snacks between Sunday services in the Connect Cafe. We are so glad you're here, and we hope you know there is always a place for you. Here's what's happening at Church on the Rock.
4: There are 25 small groups meeting around our city every Wednesday night. Our groups are a great opportunity for you to grow and to live life together. Pick up a ministry guide today to find the perfect group for you. We have a water well mission trip scheduled for April 3rd through the 8th. Look in your bulletin for more information. If you would like to stay up to date on all of our church's events and services, grab a red information card from the seat back in front of you, fill it out, and drop it in the offering. We'll be sure to get you added and you can cancel at any time. Our annual Church on the Rock women's retreat is March 2nd through the 4th. This will be an
3: empowering weekend for women to connect with friends and to deepen their relationship with God.
4: Spots are still available. Sign up in the foyer today.
2: Hi, Rock. It's Whitney Jackson here. I'm the director of our SUM Bible College and Theological Seminary. We offer programs from associates to masters in biblical studies. If you want to learn more information, we're going to have a luncheon February 21st at Smoky Joe's and Nash. Meet us out in the foyer at our booth to get more information or to RSVP. We hope to see you soon.
3: Amen. Are you happy to be in the Lord's house this morning? Awesome. Hey, we are glad that you are here. You're looking good. You look better than you did last week. You look good last week too. Hey, there's a red card in the seat back in front of you. If you are not getting our weekly emails and texts, we let you know everything that's going on throughout the week, different ministry things, different opportunities. So if you want a text or an email, fill this out, and I'm, I'm telling you, you'll be glad you did
2: guys so we are going to Mardi Gras we're leaving Thursday this is my SUM Bible College students and we have some more lead now students going from the connection and some other ones are coming up some couldn't be here this morning but anyways we are going to ask you guys to pray for us we're going down to Bourbon Street we're going to minister we went last year and we prayed for over 5000 students and I mean people and so we're excited just to see God move in one of the darkest places in America so you guys be praying with us about that, and we're just excited to see what God is going to do.
0: Amen. So we leave. My wife and I get a chance to go with them. So we leave Thursday morning, and most of them will be back on Wednesday, some on Sunday. So once not you stretch your hands forward, and we're going to agree and ask the Holy Spirit to remind you to pray for them during the week. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity for the students that have stepped up. Lord, you're just to learn and to grow and know more about you. But we pray for this trip, not just these students, but the students come from all over America and literally all over the world. And we pray as they go into that darkness in Mardi Gras, Lord, your light will shine like never before. I pray for divine protection over them. And even right now, we cover them with the blood of Jesus. No curse, hex, or spell will land on them. And we declare they'll see signs, wonders, and miracles. And we'll give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Now meet all their needs and bless them with health and strength in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen, 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 Hallelujah. Hey, a couple other things to remember. Hopefully you're reading along with us in your Bible reading guide. How many took the challenge and are going to try to read your whole Bible in a year? I mean, look around. Give God glory for that. But you know what? We're actually rewarding people. If you hadn't been, just start right now. And if you miss a day, don't worry about it. Just get going. And at the end of the month, we always have a little thing. You can sign up out there, get your something free at the cappuccino bar, but also for a drawing. And last month's drawing, the winner was James Allen. He gets this $100 cash gift card to go anywhere he wants. So uh, I think that's good. I mean, God is rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So God knows what it takes to kind of get our flesh involved with what our spirit wants to do. So uh, encourage each other because I'm telling you, read the word, that's what it's all about. Get to know. And not out of religious obligation, but as a relationship. You want to get to know the one who sent his son to die for you. That has great things for you. That's for you, not against you. Amen, amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis chapter four, looking at verse two
3: for our offering. And while you're turning there, I want to give a gig a big shout out to the back uh, media pastor Zach Yeldell, who's officially engaged. She said yes, and uh, so make sure you give him a handshake uh, and some money too, because she has a big ring. Anyways, hey. If you are going to the women's conference, I know you're excited about it. But in the foyer, there's a packet that you need to pick up as you're leaving today. So make sure you do that in the foyer. So Genesis chapter 4, are you there? Say, I'm there. Okay, here's what the word of the Lord says. It says, now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn, say firstborn, of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favor, so Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, "Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast?" Last verse, "If you do what is right, will you not be accepted?" We know what happened right after this. Cain out of jealousy, out of hatred, he takes a rock and he murders his brother. And ever since then there's been murder, there's been a lot of bad things that have went on. But isn't it interesting that one gift was accepted, and the Bible says that Abel got favor, but another gift, there was no favor. I don't know about you, but I want favor in my life. I wanna walk in the blessings of God, I wanna walk in the anointing of God, I wanna walk in the favor of God. You know, it it wasn't that Abel brought an animal and Cain brought some fruits or vegetables, it's that Abel brought the first and the best. He brought the first fruits. Cain just brought some leftovers, I'll give this to God. Times in my life where I haven't been blessed, times in my life where I, I haven't felt like I had the favor of God, I've just given God my leftovers. God, here's just, you know, a 30-second prayer before I fall uh, to sleep. God, you know, I'm in service and there's worship going on, but I'm thinking about other things. I'm not really worshiping God. Times in my life where I haven't found, uh, felt the favor of God or the blessings of God, I haven't really gave. Listen, when we give our tithes and our offerings, we are positioning ourselves to get the favor and the blessings of God. Look, I want to encourage all of us. Let's give a good gift. Every single day, we have the opportunity to give God our best, to give Him our time, to give Him our talent, to give Him our treasure. And listen, God will bless us as we bless Him. Amen? The ushers are coming forward. And again, God bless you as you give. Church, let's give it up for the Lord. There's nobody that's like Him. I give somebody a high five, tell them you are glad that they're here. here. You may have noticed Pastor John is not here uh, this weekend. Him and Miss Linnell are just joining a weekend off, so we want to remember to pray for them and just cover them in prayer. But I'm telling you, we have two special guests here today: Pastor Sonny and Miss Susan Canasser are here in the house. They're our friends. You can give it up for them, real quick. But uh, they come here uh, really once or twice a year over the last few years, but just longtime friends of Pastor John and this church. Uh, pastor Sonny and Susan just handed over their church in Duncanville, pastored there for 30 years. So, 30 years. So, they've transitioned into a full time uh, traveling, ministering to churches and to pastors. They pastor pastors. Pastor Sonny is the president of Ch- Churchland Rock Network of Ministers. And we just want to say the pulpit is yours, and you uh, we're much. excited to hear what you have to say. All right, amen. Thank you, Travis.
4: I appreciate uh, the honor and the privilege of being here, and thank you for allowing Pastor John Linnell to take some time off every few weeks. It's always good to do that. I pastored for 30 years, and I didn't do that very often. And it catches up with the pastors. And uh, there have been very many Mondays that I've tried to quit uh, pastoring my church over the past 30 years. But by the grace of God, he sustained me And kept me going for 30 years, and then we had a a great transition time just a couple of weeks ago, and we're able to pass the baton to a young man that's going to take the church to its next level, and uh, so it's an honor and a privilege to be here, be a part of what God said. How many of you do not know who I am? We've never met. Raise your hand. Man, look at all these folks. All right. All right. Let me look at you, okay? Keep your hands up so I can see you, because we're going to be friends after today, okay? We're friends now. Just want you to know that we're going to be friends. Uh, I was uh, thinking about this group going to New Orleans and Bourbon Street, and I was thinking back. Susan and I had been married for forty years, and uh, December the seventeenth, forty years ago, we got married, and we decided for whatever reason we were going to go to New Orleans for our honeymoon, and we did. Uh, we were—I uh, was twenty-four years old. I was—I'd grown up in church, Susan. Had, Been in church for for many years, and uh, we took off to New Orleans, and it was Saturday evening. We said, well, let's just go walk on Bourbon Street. And we walked down on Bourbon Street, and I'm telling you, we witnessed. I witnessed some things I'd never seen before. And uh, we looked at each other and said, what are we doing here? But then we woke up on Sunday morning and walked down to Jackson Square, and the artists were out, and uh, there was a lot of good things going on at that time but I appreciate uh, those that are going to Mardi Gras because it's a, it's going to be an awesome experience to go and uh, to be a witness for Jesus. And uh, Scott Camp and Scott Hinkle, another friend of mine who will be down there, and they'll be down there by the hundreds, maybe even thousands of young people there to witness to those that will be doing other things. And so uh, what an honor and privilege. You've got a team going. Pray for them because it is an awesome thing. I knew of a lady that set up a booth during the Mardi Gras time, next to all the palm readers. Everybody had their palm reading tables out. And she set up a table called Psalm Reader. And uh, they would come sit at her table, and she would pull out the Psalms and read the Psalms to her. And uh, so you could do many things to be a witness uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, it is an honor and a privilege to be here. And I, I need to say something before I get into my message, because it just it just kind of hit me as I was sitting there, uh, that I felt a, a certain spirit that had been attacking someone in this service. Uh, maybe you've had thoughts, or maybe you are having thoughts even this morning as you came to church, but that is thoughts of suicide. I, I don't know, that just it just hit me here this morning, that somebody uh, is, is being attacked by the enemy that, and trying to tell you that life would be better if you were not here. Uh, Everyone would benefit you not being here. But I'm here to let you know that's a lie of the enemy. And I thought about that as I was sitting there. And I remembered uh, Joe who came to our church uh, some years ago. And and, uh, Joe was on his way to commit suicide when he drove by church on Sunday morning. And he said, for some reason, he said, something drew me into the parking lot. And he said, I'm going to go in and I want to give God one chance here. And he said he was sitting in the back of the sanctuary and he was about to get up and walk out. He had a plan. And he was about to walk out when I stood up on that Sunday and I made the same kind of a prophetic word that I just said right there. That somebody was in the service about to commit suicide. Heard thoughts of it. And he, it stopped him. It arrested his heart. And he came to that altar and gave his, got his heart right with God. And I saw him just for the day still serving the Lord, loving God. But I don't take those thoughts uh, lightly. Uh, if I if I have that fault, I, I think I need to say something. Because somebody said, well, I don't, you don't want to embarrass somebody. Well, where are you going to embarrass somebody? Uh, to hell number two? No, it's not. I want you to live. And I want you to proclaim the glories of God. So... Uh, just for a moment, if you don't mind, I want us to stop and pray. Because somebody may be sitting next to somebody that just those thoughts, you, you may not even have a plan, but you just had thoughts, and, and we just want to stop those thoughts right now. Father, we just, we join together as a body of believers. And Lord, I just sense there's someone in this room, and I don't know who it is, that just having these thoughts that life would be better without them here. But, Lord, we stand against those thoughts. We stand against that enemy, a premature death. Lord, the one that has come to steal, kill, and destroy, we stand against him right now. We pick up our shield of faith. And, Lord, for someone in this room, we lift up that shield of faith. We quench these fiery darts. We command that mind to be renewed with words of life and words of hope, we pray, right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, I don't know who you may be, but uh, I'll be here at the altar at the end of the service, and I'd love to continue this conversation with you. But I want to talk to you today about something I think is really important in the body of Christ, uh, and it is about how important you are to what God is doing in our world today. How important you are to Church on the Rock, Texarkana, how important you are to this city. You are important to what God is doing in the world today. I'm grateful that I've been a part of some great moves of God in my lifetime. Uh, back in the 70s, I was a part of the Jesus movement that swept across our nation. Some of you remember that if you're of my age. And you remember the Jesus movement. And I was a part of that. It was an awesome move of God. Then in the 80s, we had another sovereign move of God that swept across our nation. And I got to be a part of that. And I lived that out at Church on the Rock in Rockwall. And and I can remember uh, being at church on a Sunday. And, and I appreciate what y'all are doing here, having a Saturday night service and two Sunday morning services. We were in a time and in that season of the church that, we were running five services on Sunday. We would start at 6.30 on Sunday morning and had about 300 people come out at 6.30 on Sunday morning and had a service at 6.30 and 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock and 12 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and just on and on and on. It's just a sovereign move of God. And I'm grateful for everything God has done in the past. But I'm here to say the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the glory of the former house. I've been a part of this congregation, For about, oh, 40-plus years, I've been involved in what God has been doing here in Texarkana through Pastor Kennedy, uh, then other pastors, and Pastor John. Uh, I've been in this and preached in this uh, on this platform when Pastor Kennedy was here. And one Sunday morning, Pastor Larry Lee uh, was supposed to come and preach, and he got ill and couldn't come, and he said, you go to Texarkana and preach. And uh, I showed up, and Pastor Kennedy says, I didn't tell the people Larry wasn't coming. You're going to have to tell them. And uh, so I, I stepped up, and when they were expecting Pastor Larry and they got me, I said, I hope you're not disappointed, but I was there on a, on a mission and on purpose. And we've been involved with this church, and we've seen it grow. We've seen Pastor John Linnell and the great work they've done uh, over the past few years that they've been here. And uh, the great work that's been going on it's continuing. There's a building project. You're about to expand. Isn't that going to be awesome? about what God is doing, and I've seen what y'all have already raised, the money you've raised. and I know y'all are striving to get that million dollars for you start any of the work, and you're close, and that's an awesome thing to see what God's doing through you, and you're vital and important to what God is doing. I'm here to let you know that you are a gift to the body of Christ. You are a gift, and inside of you is a gift. You have a gift inside of you that by... The grace of God He's given you. And you are to use that gift for His glory. And I want you to understand that. I, I wish I could put a chair right here and one by one just put you up in this chair and look you in the eye and say, you're vitally important to what God is doing. Somebody may have never heard that. Because some other people told you you weren't so important. You didn't matter much. But I'm telling you, in the kingdom of God, in the eyes of God, you matter much to what He's doing right now. Now, and he can't do it without you. Oh, he could because he's God, but he wants you to be involved in what he's doing. He wants to use you, and to me, that's a pretty awesome thing. I told my wife this week as I was rehearsing this message in my own mind, preaching it to myself, I said to myself, I am a gift, and I told my wife, I said, Susan, say it, you are a gift. I have a gift, and I'm going to use my gift. And so you need to say that. You need to realize that. You need to know that. And I want you to say it about yourself. I want you to say, "I am a gift. I have a gift, and I'm going to use my gift." We're going to go through several scriptures, and I'll just pull scriptures here and there. And I'm just going to read to you these scriptures, and then I'm going to share with you about these gifts. And and I'm I want I, I'm want to stir up because the Bible says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be misinformed. I want you to understand about spiritual gifts. 1 Timothy 14, neglect not the gift that is in you, Paul said to young Timothy. Don't neglect that gift that's in you. It's there on purpose. It's there for a reason. Then he said in 2 Timothy 1.6, he said, Matter of fact, Timothy, stir up the gift that's in you. And I've come today as a stirrer of the gift that's inside of you and to let you know how important you are to what God is doing right now. 1 Peter 4.10 As each one has received a gift, a particular spiritual endowment, everyone, everyone has received a gift. Minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Romans 12.6 Having been given Gifts that differ according to the grace that is given us, let us do what with them? Use them. 1 Corinthians twelve seven. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all of us. Ephesians 4, 7. But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity, captives, and gave gifts to men. You are a gift. I'm a pastor. I have been a pastor for 30 years. Probably always will refer to myself as a pastor. Now, I just get to pastor pastors. I like that. But as I was pastoring, I often, in many occasions, would see people coming into the doors of the church. And one day, I, the Lord said, I want you to see that person coming in. As a gift, I'm sending you. They are a gift. And I it's like Christmas all over again. I saw people coming in all wrapped up in beautiful package with a nice ribbon on top. And I saw it as my responsibility as a pastor to unwrap the gift and find out what was on the inside. Oh, I love gifts. I love Christmas time. and sitting around and many days before Christmas, my wife wraps all the presents and puts them under the tree. And I wonder, I wonder what's in that gift. As a kid, I used to try to sneak a peek, you know. I wonder what's in the gift because it does no good to have gifts under the tree and they're never opened. You've got to open up the gifts, and it does you no good to be a gift and it not get opened up to find out what's on the inside. Now then, give you a little illustration here. Uh, I believe these are in. There's some Post-it notes, orange Post-it notes. I believe in front of you somewhere. There's seven of them. It's got a number on them. I. I, uh, Where is it behind each chair? Behind the literature, okay, look in the literature. See if you see a post-it note. There's seven of them, and if you got one of those, I need you to come. They're little orange post-it notes. Look and see if you got one of those. Uh, anybody find one? All right, come on up. If you found a, a post-it note, come on up. It's behind the literature in the front seat. If you got it, oh, man, look at this. In the other services, man, they had a hard time finding them. I had them on their knees looking under because we had them underneath the seats. They were crawling on their hands and knees looking for Post-it notes. How many we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and we got it. Good, good. Y'all, come on over here. Come on over here. Uh, I'm just going to pick up one of these. Y'all, pick up these boxes. I got somebody's box here because I need to use it, and in just a moment, I'm going to have you unwrap that. But this is the way I see people coming into the church. This is this is you come in as a beautiful little gift, you know. Good things come in small packages, and uh, and then the responsibility that we have as the body of Christ and with each other, we have a responsibility to unwrap the gift and find out what's on the inside, so I'm going to ask you, who's is this one? Who didn't get one? All right, I'm going to ask you all just to open those up, and then I need to see one of those that you got something inside. These, you know, I wish I could have got this for everybody, but I couldn't, so they're going to represent you, and so uh, these are... They get this gift. This is a little skeleton key. Because this is what I see. You are a gift. And we open up the box. We open up that gift. And inside is a key. And the key, what's a key made for? Go inside a lock. This particular key key goes inside, we'll just call it a treasure chest. And it goes inside that treasure and we unlock it. And then inside the treasure chest is what? A treasure. We hold this treasure in an earthen vessel. God says I put a treasure inside this earthen. And we look at each other and what we're seeing is the clay pot. We're just clay pots. But God has put a treasure inside these clay pots. And there is a key, you are a key that will unlock the treasure and then we get to see what the treasure is that God's put inside of you. But we got to get it unlocked. We got to get the the, the gift opened up. So whose key is this? I took somebody's key. That's your key, all right? That's just to let you know you are a key in the body of Christ. And that key unlocks a treasure. And everybody is a key in the body of Christ that unlocks a treasure. So you can take your key. You can go back to your seat. Thank you for uh, being here this morning. I'm glad you got that key. Let it remind you of who you are. But everyone in this house is a key that will unlock a treasure and I want to help you unlock the treasure that's inside of you because you are valuable to God. Would you just say to yourself, I am a gift. Say that. I have, gift. I have a gift. I'm going to use my gift. Look at your neighbor and say, you are a gift. Look at your neighbor and say, I am a gift. It's not pride saying that. It's just the way God made it. He said, i want to give you some gifts. Here they are. we got a church full of gifts here today. Pretty awesome. Some of you have unwrapped and you begin to use your gift, but I want to help you do that. Now, there are many gifts throughout the Scriptures. Uh, Some of you have heard some teaching on Romans 12, what is known as motivational gifts. Anybody had a teaching on motivational gifts, Romans chapter 12? Some of you have had a teaching on motivational gifts out of Romans chapter 12. Then in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11, they are called ministry gifts. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, or the teacher. Those are ministry gifts to the body of Christ, to equip the body of Christ to do the work of the ministry. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there are the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Some manifestations that the Holy Spirit gives out to whoever He wills, whenever He chooses to do that. But I want to just kind of focus. I don't have time to talk about them all, but I want to focus just a moment in Romans chapter 12. There are seven motivational gifts that just motivate us to do what we do in life. And I believe one of these gifts inside of you right now, some of you know it, so you never used it because you didn't know it. There's the prophet. There's the servant. There's the teacher. There's the exhorter. There's the giver. There's the leader. And there's one who shows mercy. Those are seven motivational gifts that are in this room right now, that are inside of you right now. I illustrate it this way. If we were in the church van, all seven of these gifts are are in the van with us. Seven people have these seven gifts. We're driving down the road. The driver hits a piece of metal in the road and causes a flat tire. Now, what would be your response to that driver running over the piece of metal that caused the flat tire? If you're a prophet, you may say something like this. Well, that's what happens when you're not careful. That's what prophets do. They want to set things right, you know. That's what prophets do. If you're a servant, you would say something like, well, just pull over and I'll change the tire. The servant just wants to help. A teacher would say something like, well, if you'd have swerved to the left, you would have missed that middle in the road. So remember that for next time. Uh, the, the teacher kind of wants to correct the future. Uh You know, uh, how many of you listen to Joyce Myers? Joyce Myers is one of my favorite uh, teachers, and uh, I listen to her quite often. And uh, this week, she had a a devotional, and uh, I'm going to find this devotional. Uh, I'm going to have to do, let me put my eyes on, and I'm going to, uh, this devotional she had this week. Listen to this. Now. All of us know, if you've heard Joyce Myers, what a gift of teaching she is to the body of Christ. She said this, when God called me into the ministry, people told me, Joyce, a group of us have been talking, and we feel that there's no way you're ever going to be able to do what what you say God's called you to do. You don't have the personality suitable for such a job. She goes, I still remember how awful I felt when they said those things to me. I was hurt, discouraged. But God had called me. He had qualified me. He had gifted me. What others thought was not even usable. God saw no value in it. He helped me, and He will do the same for you. Can you imagine somebody discouraging Joyce Myers? Now, you've got to understand, Joyce was a mess when she first got saved and when she started teaching the Bible. I don't know if you've heard her testimony, but she often says, you know, as I first started teaching the Bible, I would smoke cigarettes while I taught the Bible. She was a mess, and people saw that and said, there's no way you're going to do what you say God's called you to do. But look what God can do with a willing vessel, somebody that stirred up the gift and see what God is doing through her. Then there's the gift of the exhorter. The exhorter would say something like, well, that's okay. We'll work together, and we'll change the tire. Just want to encourage everybody. The giver might say something like, well, just pull over, and, and if we need to buy a new tire, I'll go buy a new tire, you know. The giver just wants to give to, to meet the need. We had a, a lady in our church who had the gift of giving. Now, uh, I didn't know she had the gift of giving. I don't even know if she knew it. But uh, one day she came as we were in a remodeling process at our church. And she came. She goes, Pastor, I want to help out the church. And I want to give toward uh, what this project. I said, great. And uh, she wrote a check and wrote a check for $200,000. Now, not everyone that has the gift of giving can do this. One day, I uh, uh, I had uh, wrecked my automobile. I, Susan and I, was, we were driving down the road, and we exited, and when we did, a dump truck hit us, and uh, thank God we weren't injured, but it totaled the car. And uh, you know how it all goes, when you get the insurance money, it's not enough to get an- another car. And so I just had a few thousand dollars, and I said, Susan, this is not enough to get a car. I think it's seed money. And so I had the, the gift of giving was working in me this, this particular week uh, because I, it was so much fun that I took that money, a few thousand dollars, and I put certain amounts of it in envelopes, and I came to church on that Sunday, and, and I, I called all the single mothers and widows up front, and I just gave them an envelope full of money. And it was fun. I, I mean, if you've got the gift of giving, it is fun to have the gift of giving. Uh, and and anyway, I gave uh, that money away, and I drove the church van. It was an old van, a hoopty van, my kids called it because I took them to school in it. And I drove that old Hooptie van, and I just felt good about it. I wasn't concerned. I was just driving everywhere I went, drove it for several, several weeks, maybe even months, and uh, this dear lady came to me. She goes, Pastor, you don't have a car? And I told her the story. She had heard the story at church. She goes, you know what? Why don't you go buy you a car? I said, well, well, I'm going to at the right time. She goes, no, no. I want you to go buy you a car. And she pulled out her checkbook. She gave me a blank check. She goes, go buy you a car. I I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, "Just, just go get you a car, you know, within reason. Just go get you a car. And I went down to the Toyota place and, uh, uh one that the, the manager had been driving a while, and, and uh, he says, how are you going to pay for this? You want to finance this? I said, no, sir, I'm going to pay cash. And I wrote out a check and uh, paid for that car. And uh, man, I mean, this lady was such a joy, and she was just a church member who didn't know who she was and got a call from her one, uh, one day, and she goes, uh, Pastor, my son has been killed in a... Helicopter crash, and I want you to be a part of the funeral service if you would. I said, Yes, ma'am, I sure will. I said, Now, who is your son? She goes, His name is Stevie Ray Vaughn. I don't know if some of you know him about blues music, and he's one of the greatest guitar players that ever lived. And uh, she goes, I want you to be a part of this fat private family funeral. There was about a hundred in the chapel that day, and, and uh, I got to be a part of telling Stevie's story. He'd had an encounter with God before he was killed. And uh, I got the privilege of telling that story to people like Stevie Wonder saying the Lord's Prayer. Uh, uh, ZZ Top was there. And Bonnie Rake was there. And Ringo was there. And just full of those kinds of folks where I got to stand up and uh, share the gospel. Uh, What an awesome thing that was. And then we went outside and there were 3,000 or 5,000 people uh, for the public funeral. But uh, Stevie Ray's mother, Martha, was in our church. And she had the gift of giving. And one uh, week she said, Pastor, uh, the staff has been so good to me. She, they blessed me. They've helped me through some difficult times. And, and I want to do something for each one of them. I said, sure, Martha. What do you want to do? She goes, can I give them $10,000 each? And she wrote a check to our staff at that time. And you know what? She would come into church and sit in the back of the church. Nobody knew she was there. We didn't make a big deal about it. Matter of fact, I didn't want to point her out because I know what happens when you have people like that. Everybody wants to go talk to Martha, you know. But she was a blessing, and she had a gift of giving. Not everybody can give that way that has the gift of giving, but that's the gift of giving. Then there's the leader. Some of you may have this motivational gift. The leader would say something like this after that flat tire. Everyone get out of the van. Bill, you get the jack. John, you start taking the lug nuts off. And Susan, you watch out for traffic. That's what the leader does, just kind of orchestrating things. And then the one that has the gift of mercy, thank God for the gift of mercy, might say something like this to the driver. Oh, it's okay. I've done that myself. And any one of us might have run over that piece of metal. Don't worry about it. Trying to relieve the pressure of the moment. That's what the gift of mercy does. The prophet shows the way, the servant helps along the way, the teacher explains the way, the exhorter encourages as we're on the way, the givers pay the way, the leader leads the way, and the one who shows mercy has compassion on the way. Anybody discover yourself in that little van? You know, you kind of, you say, oh, I know who I am. How many prophets do we have out there? Any prophets out there? Oh, I know we got some prophets out there. You know, you see things black and white, right or wrong. You know, you don't usually send a prophet to visit the hospitals because they usually walk in and say, you know why you're here? you got sin in your life. Repent! Now, that's not the first person you send. You want to send somebody who's got the gift of mercy. They'll cry and weep with them and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But they may need a prophet. Uh, who's got the servant gift? You're just a servant in the house. God bless you servants. I love servants in the house. You know Pastor John and these guys, Mike? They couldn't do what God's called them to do unless you were doing what God's called you to do. Serving, setting up, cleaning up, doing those kinds of things. God bless the servants. How about teachers? Any teachers in the house? They just kind of explain the way, kind of keep you. My wife does that. She's a teacher. She's teaching me all the time. Sometimes she's a prophet sometimes, you know. But then there's the, how many, any givers in the house? I know you, some of you don't want to raise your hand, but the givers, in the, it's all right to be a giver. God bless the givers of the house. I, I, I love the gift of giving. I, I pray that God, I want to be a giver. Man, I don't want to be stingy, a miser. I want, to, I want to have that gift operating in my life. And if you mature, all of these gifts will operate in your life. But there's a dominant one in each one of us. How about uh, the gift of uh, uh, leaders? We got some leaders in the house. They kind of just... Orchestrate things, get things done. If you're a mom, let me just say, most of you moms are leaders. You're getting things orchestrated. I know that. How about the gift of mercy? Any any merciful folks in here? Oh, I like the gift of mercy because you know why? I need mercy so much. Sometimes when you come in, you're a little discouraged, you're not feeling good, and you come into church, you look, you start walking, uh oh, and you look towards somebody you say, oh, they're a prophet. I think I'll go over here and find somebody with the gift of mercy. You want to find that mercy gift so you can get a little mercy in your life because we all need that from time to time. But there are many more gifts we could talk about in the body of Christ. I believe these worshipers have a gift from God. They bring the presence of God as we walk along the way. Then there's the gift of hospitality. Man, some of you that are greeters, I, I, I shared this story uh, in the last service that some years ago I was coming to the church and uh, here, and I believe I was preaching one Sunday, and we were coming down the service road, and I got almost even with the church when I looked up and I saw a man going this, doing this. Wow. I said, look, Susan, he knows us. he I, I must know who he is. He was just waving at me, and I pulled in. When I got here, I realized he didn't know me. I didn't know him. He was just doing his job, the job of hospitality. And you know what? It made me feel good. Just before I even got in the parking lot, it made me feel good. He was waving at me. Somebody recognized me. He didn't recognize me, but he was just doing what God had gifted him to do, standing right out there in the parking lot. You don't think much about that, but it did something to me. It made me feel good. And then I got out and greeted me, and, man, I just brought me on into the church. You that are greeters in the house of God, that is a real gift. It is. It's a gift to the body of Christ. And I appreciate all of you uh hospitality folks out there. And then there's the gift of intercession. And I know this house is full of intercessors. Uh, They are the fighters. Uh, They fight those who are trying to invade us as we walk along the way. Uh, I liken the intercessors to the immune system of the body. Uh, When your immune system gets low, mine got low a couple of weeks ago. and Man, I got sick and I've been in the house for about two weeks, not able to get out. And it's good to get out of the house and be well. But uh, my uh, uh, bone marrow wasn't producing the white blood cells or producing the antibodies to fight off that disease that got a hold of my lungs. And I began to cough and I began to do all of that. And so I see intercessors as the immune system of the body. They fight off the invaders trying to get in and make the church sick. And you can go into a church and if it's sick, you know the intercessors are not interceding like they should. I appreciate intercessors. Oh, and I'm telling you, if you've ever been in an intercessory prayer meeting, I'm talking about a real one. What I mean, these intercessors, I mean, they are getting with it, fighting, I mean, warring in the heavenlies. And I had one of those prayer meetings going on one time. We had some ladies in the altar, and I mean, they were just getting with it. I mean, getting loud. Somebody walked in, and after it was all over with, one of the church members came to me and said, Pastor, Pastor, you've got to stop those ladies. They're just too wild. They're just too loud. I said, I can't stop them. I said, they're interceding. I said, if you ever need a miracle, you'll want them praying for you just like that, warring in the heavenlies. So there's a time and a place to intercede. And uh, when you get among those intercessors and more, they begin to intercede, what a gift they are to the body of Christ. And we could talk about the gift of uh, construction, the gift of uh, being a mechanic. How many like to work on cars? You know what? I think that's a gift because I cannot. Man, I tell you, people, I, I see a lady pulled over because she's having car trouble. I say, well, I've got to stop. I don't know what I'm doing. I say, just lift up the hood and lift up the hood. I start looking like I know what I'm doing, you know. kind of. Yeah, yeah, you got, you got a problem here. And uh, My wife sees me coming with a hammer. And a saw, and she says, what are you doing? I said, I'm fixing to fix the toilet. A hammer and a saw. She goes, what are you going to do? I said, there's something. I just got a saw off here. And, I got, and, and she starts calling the repairman immediately. Uh, and guess what he came in with? A saw. I, I said, see, I was doing right. But uh, I honor all you men and ladies that like to work on automobiles or can build things. Man, I honor all those constructors. I think that's a gift from God. Matter of fact, uh, Exodus chapter 31 says, God said, I'm going to gift these people and the ability to build and construct. I'm going to give them a gift. And so you sometimes you think, you see these men, they got grease under their fingernails. We've got some men like that. We built a three-car garage on our property so we could work on automobiles for widows and uh, single mothers and pastors that don't know anything about working on their cars. And... uh and we've got men that just—they thrive. They love to be out in that garage. They love the smell of grease. Uh, Joe's that guy in our church, and he's got every pair of jeans has got grease on it, even when they're washed. Church or greasy. I said, Joe, you need to start a line of clothing. I think it would go well. You got holes in your jeans. You got grease on it. And you could, we could sell it, you know. But uh, he just—that's just what his gift is. And when you're stuck somewhere, Joe, my car stopped. I'm on the highway. He said, I'll be right there. He'll come and tow your car in. Boy, I appreciate people like that. And that's a gift God's given you. Use it, stir it up, and do what God's called you to do. Listen, God is moving in this city. But there are people yet to be reached in this city. I was in our hotel last time we were here, talking to a young lady behind the counter and. We were talking about Texarkana. I said, man, Texarkana is just blowing up, man. It's growing. She goes, well, we got some new bridges. I said, what? She goes, that's all we got. We just got new bridges. That's what it makes it look. But we're still a little old town, boring, nothing to do. I said, have you ever been down there to Church on the Rock? I mean, there is something happening down there. And they've got a ministry just for you. I said, there's something happening here. But there are people out there that God has gifted and wants in here. And so when you go out there and you see people, you don't just see them as good old Joe or, you know, oh, You see them as a gift that God has put inside of them that maybe are supposed to be a part of this church. Somebody's here today. You're visiting today. You came maybe to hear Pastor John. Sorry, you didn't get to hear him come back. He will be back. But you're here today. And you even wonder, why did I come today? Because God brought you here. You are a gift. These intercessors have been praying, Lord, send us laborers. We need laborers. Jesus said, pray for the laborers. The harvest is ready. He said, pray for the laborers to reach the harvest. And they've been praying and interceding for laborers to come. And guess who showed up? You did. You're one of those laborers. You are a gift that God says, ooh, i got something new for you. Church, i got a brand new gift for you. And you're here today because God brought you here. It's not an accident. And God is going to connect, some of you that are not connected to a church, He's going to connect you to this house. Why? Because you're needed. There's something missing. It's like a piece of the puzzle. It's a sermon I've always wanted to do. Mike. It was a sermon that, first of all, during the week, I wanted to send out puzzle pieces to everybody in the church and say, bring that this coming Sunday. And then be, begin to build the puzzle. And it would take six weeks to get all the pieces here. And even at that, you might miss a piece of everyone, Because everybody is an important piece of the puzzle. You are a key to what God is doing in this house. And what God is doing in this city. And I want to pray for you. I want to pray that gift to get stirred up. I pray this message will do something in you. says, God, I want to know what my gift is. If you'll ask Him, He'll let you know. And sometimes, you know what, others can see the gift inside of you more than you can see it. You might just ask somebody, what do you see in me? What gift do you see in me? And they might tell you. They might see something in you. And you need to develop that gift because it's vital that you get to doing what God has called you for the future of this house. Amen? You agree with me? Let's stand together right now. Matter of fact, I want you to take hands across the aisles if you would because I, I just like the way this looks. I took a picture this morning of the service, and it just looks so good. Man, there's so many. Uh, there, man, i got to do this again. Y'all hang on. Do it right down the middle. Okay. My wife says do it. She's trying to help me. She's the teacher teaching me how to take a picture. All right. Oh, that looks good. Boy, this looks good from up here. Doesn't it look good up here, Mike? Man, it looks great up here. To see all of you that, man, it does make the devil nervous. Hey, now if you open up, you get unwrapped and you open up the gift, it's really going to make him nervous. Make the devil have a nervous breakdown. If you'll release that gift, that aroma of Christ that he's put within you, he's gifted every one of you. And I want to pray for you. Lord, I come to pray for each and every member of this church and even for those that are visiting today that you're connecting to this house. I know you are. And, Lord, I pray that the gift that is in each one of these that are here today would be stirred up, opened up. And, Lord, the gift they are would be recognized by everyone for the profit of everyone else. Lord, let us build each other up. Build up the body of Christ for your glory. Lord, one day you're going to come back for us, a church, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Lord, let it begin today. Lord, let the body of Christ be released to what you've called us to do today in this place. Lord, let it be for your glory, we pray, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. they are going to give an invitation. There's going to be an invitation given. And if you're here, the greatest gift you could receive is the gift of eternal life. It's a free gift. If you've never met Jesus, Jesus wants to give you the gift of eternal life. Just open up your heart. I want that gift. He'll give you the gift of salvation. If you're here and you're not a member of this church, I encourage you, either come forward, go to that connect room, say, man, I need to be a part of this church. Because you are a gift to what God's going to do. And that person that may be here that I mentioned at the beginning of this service, thoughts of death, premature death, I want to, I'm going to stay in this altar, and I'll pray with you. I want to see you in victory over the devil. My Amen. How about a hand for the Lord for Pastor
0: Sonny today? Amen. Great, great word. You know, altar team's coming up, so if you want prayer for anything, we're going to pray with you. But let's bless the man of God. I mean, this is, uh, he's transitioned out of, you know, um, a church and to pastor pastor. So when you sow a seed into him, you're touching not just his life and just i don't know how many pastors there's a lot of pastors out there just at the end and feel like you know feel like quitting and he's come along and encourage them so there'll be a bible laying up here on the stage you can just lay an offering up here when you leave just drop it in the bucket the ushers, the ushers will be back there and you can drop off an offering there but our altar team will come up and again if you're not sure if you'd go to heaven unwrap that gift of salvation just come to that uh, cross over there we'll pray with you and agree with you to receive that gift of salvation amen and the last thing Everything he preached about, we have an opportunity for you to find out what those gifts are. If you're fairly new and have never come to the Connect class, the first Wednesday in March, in just a couple weeks, come to that class Wednesday at 6.30. What you'll do is be able to learn your spiritual gifts, be able to meet with a coach, and and they'll be able to go through those spiritual gifts. And any one of you can go to our website. On the very front page of our website, churchandrock.org, it says spiritual gifts test. Take that test. Find out what it is. Come to that class. I'm telling you. God has a place for you. Amen. God bless you. Altars are open, and uh, we'll worship one time. You feel free to feel free to be dismissed. That's what it is.